Thank you, praise team. It is good. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. So my name is Gary Hansen. I'm the pastor of care and teaching here at MDRC at The Bridge. I'm part of a team. And that team includes Pastor Suzanne Vogel, who's on sabbatical until the beginning of August. You heard John Ritchie talk about some of the opportunities that we're going to be intentional about throughout the summer of increasing our ability to be a hospitable people. That's going to be the theme of what Suzanne's going to be experiencing while she's away. And I'm grateful that uh, Pastor Sarah is working with the sabbatical team, heading up a lot of those opportunities. I'm grateful for the way that Pastor Bep is coming alongside and inviting our, our students and our kids into those opportunities. I'm grateful for Pastor Johnny and the way that he is building a, a digital presence and community that we can be a hospitable people. Well, we're starting a sermon series. Last week it began, Pastor Johnny welcomed us into what we're calling parables of hospitality. And last week, Pastor Johnny talked about this, this wedding feast, that there's no bigger or better party than, than the party that God throws. And next week, you're going to hear Pastor Sarah uh, on Mother's Day talk about the, the parable of the prodigal son. And, and there will be baptisms and new members welcome during that service. And then in two weeks, we're, we're going to hear the parable of the Good Samaritan, and Pastor Tony Viss is going to bring the word on a Sunday where we honor our graduates. It's going to be an awesome, awesome month. I'm really, really excited. But this morning, uh, I was reminded in preparation and reading the word that we'll have in front of us, I was reminded that Jesus is a really, really, really good preacher. And like all good preachers, Jesus repeats himself. He, he tells stories again and again. Let me say that again. Like all good <laughs> preachers, Jesus repeats himself. You got it. Good. But seriously, there, there's an underlying theme that flows through the story you heard last week about the parable of the wedding feast. You'll hear the theme this morning, and that theme will come again next week when Pastor Sarah brings us to that familiar story of the, the prodigal son. That theme is this, the kingdom of heaven operates very, very differently than our score-keeping culture. Let me say that again. The kingdom of heaven operates very, very differently than our score-keeping culture. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the courage on display in the lives of the students who professed publicly their desire to live for you, to proclaim with their lives that the promises made to them in the waters of baptism are trustworthy and true. And Lord, you know that we are in need of your guidance. You know that just as you have led each of those students to this day, that each of us, regardless of how young or old we might be, we wander astray. We need to be brought back. We need you to remind us again of who we are and who you are. So we thank you for your word. 
which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We pray that by the outpouring of your Holy Spirit this morning, that you will do what only you can do, that you will awaken in us the parts of us that have fallen asleep, that you will soften the parts of us that have grown hard, that you will remind us again that we are your beloved children. Bring your word to life, and may the words of my mouth And the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, for you and you alone are our rock and our redeemer, in whose name we pray, amen. If you have a Bible, you're invited to turn to Matthew chapter 20, otherwise the words are going to be projected on the screen up front, and we're going to hear Jesus' teaching. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount, the sermon by the lake shore, as Jesus is teaching to his disciples, he tells them this parable. He tells them this story. Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16. Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went away early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. So he told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon, and he did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. So he asked them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing. Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also then go and work in my vineyard. Now, when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, but begin with the last ones hired and go on to the first. The workers who were hired at about five in the afternoon came and received a Daenerys. So, when those who were hired first came, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a Daenerys. Now, when they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But He answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a Daenerys? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord. That's what we say around here after we get done reading Scripture. The, the preacher says, this is the word of the Lord, and the congregation says, thanks be to God. But I'm going to invite you to be a little more honest this morning, okay? And profession students, we're going to need you, okay? Because I know you can be loud, All right? And sometimes in church we don't have permission to be loud. Sometimes in church we don't have permission to respond the way that I'm going to invite you to respond. But in response to what we just heard, 
I will say, this is the word of the Lord, and in one voice, we're going to say, it's not fair. (laughs) All right? Actually, I'm going to lead you in this, and if we get a chant going, all the better. This is the word of the Lord. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Louder. It's not fair. It's not fair. All the kids are wondering, what is wrong with the adults out there? (laughs) It's an honest response. You're at church right now. You're a worker in the vineyard. You're trying to do what's right. You're trying to follow the rules. You're trying to make decisions in your life that you're proud of that your kids will be proud of, that your families are proud of, to make the community around you a, a better place. And it feels like in this story, we, we're at church on Sunday morning, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. It feels like in this story, if we're honest with ourselves, if you cried out and you meant it, this isn't fair. It feels like in this story, we get the short end of the stick. At least the landowner should be aware of all those people who are sleeping in this morning, right? The landowner should be aware of all those people who were out way too late last night. The landowner should be aware of all the ways in which, and we can name all sorts of people, aren't working as hard as we are working to do the right thing. It sure seems, if we're honest, that the story is not fair. It sure seems like, if we're honest, the workers that show up and only put in one hour's worth of work, they don't deserve the same pay as everybody who was in the vineyard all day long. That's honest, right? I think it's honest. It rings true to me. And the scary thing is we could stop there. We we could stay in that space. And actually, there's something sort of healthy in owning the, the honesty with which we just proclaim that this story is not fair. If we stopped there, at least we would be honest with ourselves. But the flip side of that coin is if we stay there, if we only go this far, then staying there means living in a world where the good guys always wear white and the bad guys always wear black. Staying stuck in this spot means that justice is always clear, and people always get what they deserved. Staying in this spot means that there is a chasm between us and them. Staying in this spot means that we govern ourselves by by rules by which we stay safe and we keep faith simple. The only thing is, That's not being true to the fullness of the story, of what Jesus is saying in this parable, this parable about hospitality, this parable about the kingdom of heaven, this parable that Jesus preaches into and Jesus always preaches into 
a world that is not safe and introduces us to a God who is not simple. Let me say that again because good preachers always repeat themselves. Jesus always points us to a reality that we know to be true, that this world is not safe. And he reminds us all that our God is not simple. And I can't think of a better Sunday to swim in the waters and the truth of this parable than on Profession Sunday. Here's why. We professed to our students, and students, I sure hope you heard us. I hope you hold on to the reality that we love you. We love celebrating with you and embracing that you stood up publicly to profess your desire to be a part of the body of Christ instinctively. We are reminded on Sundays like today that what you did is a part of your journey, a journey that we are all on together. And we're reminded that none of us, and I mean none of us, have it all figured out. We affirm on Sundays like today that it doesn't matter if you just publicly professed your faith for the first time 10 minutes ago or if you professed your public faith in Jesus Christ 10 years ago. It does not matter. Instinctively, we get that. We know that. We affirm that. We celebrate that. No one here today would say that someone who has been a part of the church family for 10 years somehow deserves more grace than someone who just joined 10 minutes ago. It seems ridiculous, right? And yet, and yet, at the exact same time, those of us who have been a part of the church the longest often have the hardest time opening the door and welcoming whoever the landowner invites in. We struggle. We, we struggle to match the landowner's radical generosity and grace. That's because within us, and by us I mean every single human being, there dwells a darkness trying to condense, to restrict, to divide and destroy relationship. You can call that darkness evil. You can call that darkness the work of Satan. You can call that darkness sin, the powers and principalities of this world which seek to pull apart and destroy what God has intended to be together in right relationship. It's out of that place of darkness. It's out of our insecurities. It's out of our humanity. Those sinful realities that are a part of each of our lives. That's what screams out that it's not fair whenever God extends grace and mercy in ways that we don't agree with. Now, at the end of the day, and if you're the sort of person who writes things down so that you can remember them, write this down. It's worth remembering. It's worth taking home. At the end of the day, our ideas of right and wrong, of what is just and unjust, are not necessarily God's ideas. And that is a very good thing. Let me say it again. 
Our ideas of right and wrong, our ideas of just and unjust are not necessarily God's ideas, and that is a very good thing. I'll be honest with you. The lesson of this parable, especially in regards to hospitality, is is one I need to hear. It's one that's hard for me. It's hard for me to not keep score. It's hard for me to not judge others. It's hard for me to extend grace and generosity and mercy like the, the landowner in today's parable. But I wasn't sure what to do with that reality. I knew it to be true that it was hard for me, but, but I couldn't answer the so what until, until a friend of mine said that he had picked up this commentary, this commentary that had a, a teaching about the parables that opened his eyes to read them in a new way, to hear them with new ears. My friend said he was actually moved to tears, and he wanted to buy me this book. And I said to my friend, you moved to Waterloo, you're dead to me now. <laughs> but Johnny Craig does not listen. Johnny Craig bought me the book. And... I don't find it to be mere coincidence that the teaching that came through is one that I've seen on display in my friendship with Pastor Johnny. The book that he bought for me, that I opened up and begrudgingly read, about this parable, that commentary had this to say. What Jesus is trying to say here is that the kingdom of heaven is Miller time. The kingdom of heaven is the party in the streaming sunlight of the world's final afternoon. The kingdom of heaven is when all the rednecks, all the outcasts, all the folks who never showed up, all those who never got anything right, simply waltz up to the bar of judgment with full pay envelopes and get down to the serious partying that makes the new creation go round. It's a bash that has happened, that insists upon happening, and that is happening now And by the sweetness of its song, it drowns out all the naysayers in the world. And then this line that grabbed me and shook me. It said, heaven in short is fun. And if that doesn't sound like good news to you, then I think you need to ask why. My friend Johnny Craig is better at having fun than I am. And I found it fitting that I was reminded this morning that heaven is fun by a friend who knows how to have fun instinctively. He has, more times than I can count, invited me into spaces that draw out the fun that lies within me, but that I often suppress, and I suppress it because when left to my own devices, something within me tells, if you're fo- tells me that if you're following Christ, you ought to be pretty miserable that if you're miserable, then you're following Christ the right way. And my friend Johnny Craig says, that's stupid. (laughs) Because something within him reminds me that heaven is fun, even though sometimes I think fun is too risky. Heaven is fun, even though sometimes I think fun is too frivolous. Heaven is fun sometimes when I think that fun is too fast. Because whether I like it or not, whether I'm comfortable with it or not, the heart of the landowner, 
The heart of hospitality, the heart of heaven is risky. The heart of heaven is generous in ways that make me nervous. The heartbeat of heaven is fun. So profession students, we need your help. We need your help to have fun around here. We need your help to ask the hard questions that maybe some of us who have lived a little longer are unwilling to ask. We need to have fun around here, and we need help when we take ourselves too seriously, when we offer pat answers that just don't cut the mustard. We, we need your help to be reminded of how awesome it feels when you only worked one hour and you get a full day's worth of pay. We're all in need of that sort of grace, that sort of mercy, that sort of joy, that sort of fun. Because when it's all said and done, living in that grace living in that mercy, living in that freedom certainly isn't fair. And that's the best news that any of us will ever hear. Please pray with me. Lord, we heard the students profess this day to exhibit the joy of new life in Christ. So we pray that that new life will be on full display in each of our lives. We pray that you will forgive us, Lord, for ways we have sinned against you and against one another in thought, in word, and in deed. We pray that you will forgive us for what we have done and what we have left undone. We pray, Lord, that in your mercy you will forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be through Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray that you will awaken within us an awareness that we are a new creation, that everything old has passed away, and that this is all a gift that you give to us out of the goodness of who you are, for you have reconciled yourself to us through Christ who has given us now this ministry of reconciliation. So, Lord, when we wander astray, draw us back. And you're like your disciples of old who didn't know how to pray, and you taught them together. We lift our voices, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.